0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Keeping On. Tonight, I am Mackie. (laughs) And joining me tonight are Kaiser (laughs) and the beautiful lady sitting right next to me who is laughing her head off. That is my wife, Whitney. Whitney is a special education teacher. She is a kick-butt wife. And she also is incredibly good at plants versus zombies garden warfare. Welcome, Whitney.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: This is her first time on a podcast, guys, so bear...
1: I don't understand the rules yet, so I'm just gonna talk when they ask me to.
0: That's the beautiful thing, there are no rules. And I'm Kaiser. Yes. That- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Kaiser. How are you?
2: Good. How are you Mackie how are you keeping on good David, Mackie
0: yeah uh keeping on really well um what have I been doing lately playing a lot of destiny 2 still like a lot of destiny 2 recently started reading comics again which is really fun uh found out that there is a uh a comic book for the regular show uh but it takes place 25 years after the regular show ends which is super interesting. Uh and it's it's straight out of the world of regular show. It's 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 perfect. But yeah, super fun, super funny. Um with Zaxby's for dinner, so that helped me keep on pretty well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. What yeah. sauce? Uh ketchup.
2: <laughs> you said you had Zaxby's and you had ketchup. Yes. And <laughs>
0: Ketchup. Just ketchup. Whitney had Zach's sauce.
1: Yes. I'm the sauce queen. He only eats ketchup.
2: Interesting. Every I don't time. I personally don't like Zach's sauce. It's a little too mayonnaise for me. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Allison, you might have heard it on the podcast. Allison and Whitney said it in synchronous synchronized, synchronized. <laughs> they said it at the same time. So
0: <laughs> we don't do big words here on, on keeping on.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Ketchup.
0: Yeah, man. Kaiser, have, have you been keeping on?
2: I've been keeping on well. Um, <laughs> playing, been playing a lot of Minecraft. Nice. Which takes me back to high school times. Oh, yeah. Um, spending a lot of time on Minecraft. Got a lot done on Minecraft. Um, it's a nice change of pace from the competitive things that yeah, usually for get sure. played. Um but yeah I don't think I talked about this on the last podcast but we had to take Molly to the vet get some tests done um we got our phone calls this week she's all good
0: awesome yeah. so
2: nothing to worry about we had to like monitor her uh, lymph nodes on the back of her hind legs mm-hmm. uh but they think it's just uh, like fat sacks around them so nothing to worry about yeah awesome good stuff
0: yeah for sure that's that's excellent i know we were worried about that yeah
2: and then whitney i know you're new to this but uh we start the start this the cast off by asking how we're keeping on so how are you keeping on
1: Mm, pretty well as kaiser said um we've been watching a lot of how to get away with murder it's not putting ideas in my head, I don't think. Not yet. Uh. Quarantine starting to lift, so I think we're good. But yeah, a lot of television, a lot of playing with the kids, um, especially snuggling the little, littlest Mackey, who's a photo carbon copy of his dad, so we'll see how that goes in a few years. And eating a lot of food, that's pretty much our routine around here.
2: Well, oh, nice.
0: We do have a... Another special guest tonight, Harvey's hanging out with us, so if you guys hear a little baby exasperation here and there, or a uh, pacifier in the background, I'll be doing my best to lower those levels. But, um, dang, you make me look lame. I'm like, yeah, I've been playing video games and eating food, and you're like, yeah, I've been, like, enriching my life with spending time with the children, and, uh, (laughs) learning how not to kill people. Well, you are one of the
1: children, so it doesn't count Oh playing with the
0: children oh you know what else just <laughs> happened our five-year anniversary oh, so did it, didn't yeah thanks for putting up with me for five years babe
2: <laughs> congratulations
0: love you babe you. Love you too. <laughs> yeah for real though uh it's she's biggest blessing i've ever received other than the two kiddos that she gave me so Sweet. it's Thank you. it's been awesome but enough of the mushy gushy stuff yeah it's gross kaiser (laughs) you said you had a couple questions for whitney
2: yeah well i guess this one's for both of you i just thought about it um so you see in like movies and tv shows once a family has a new child after having their first um there's like jealousy and stuff like that have you guys had any issues with um mason feeling not included
0: not particularly um
1: he shows out a little more for attention yeah but he really loves his brother yeah like he he... loves to help
0: yeah for sure so if uh harvey drops his pacifier or something mason will grab it and bring it over to him and um you know i definitely think he he sees us paying a little more attention to harvey but i also think that he kind of understands a little bit that like well he needs more than I do, um, they get to a certain point where, uh, they're just a lot more independent, and then it kind of breaks your heart, but it's like a breakthrough moment at the same time, because it's like, this baby doesn't need me as much as I think he does, um, but, you know, it's just, it's interesting how that works out, but he, he's awesome, I mean, Mason, we, we couldn't have asked for a better kid than Mason, and, uh, especially with the transition bringing Harvey home and things like that he's he's been a rock star. That's awesome. Yeah. plus Harvey's really good to him too. He doesn't you know cry a lot uh, unless he's like hungry or he's got a dirty diaper so I know he doesn't really have control over that but <laughs> it helps when you have two easy children. so
2: yeah awesome.
0: We've got a funny thing we were talking about earlier. So, Whitney's new obsession is TikTok. Mm. Tell us about your obsession with TikTok, Whitney.
1: So, it's very embarrassing. It's almost as embarrassing as my secret obsession with Post Malone. But we'll <laughs> visit that another time.
0: Oh, no. We're going to get into that later.
1: So, ran out of things to do in quarantine. Yes, I could have done a lot of things around the house, but I didn't want to. So, I decided, let's see what TikTok's all about. So, I downloaded it. The first few days, it's like, yeah, this is, this is kind of cute. A few more days passed, and I could not stop watching it. I mean, we're talking, like, as soon as Mason went to bed, I was scrolling, watching these stupid videos for <laughs> hours. Um, and now it's to the point where I'm trying to get David to jump on board and do a TikTok with me. Ugh. But he's he's being reluctant, so we'll get there. But it's awesome. It's so much fun. And I found, um, it's the FYP page. I don't know what it stands for. I think For You page. But I could be wrong. <laughs> But anyway, it groups you based on information that it's gathered, I guess, through social media. And I'm in this group with moms around my age, and they all post funny things about cleaning and their husbands and their children, and it's just hilarious.
0: There's a few funny ones. She'll send me, like, 20, and in the batch of 20, like, maybe <laughs> one maybe one or two of them I'll be like, huh. Like, <laughs> one or two will get, like, a, a chortle. But other than that, it's...
1: So the one I want him to do, it's um That's My Type. And it's the song, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's my type. That's my type. But anyway, it's these husbands jumping out of the car and they've got their wife's favorite food and they're like dancing in the driveway coming up the house. And I'm like, that man, that is like, that's my man right there, but he won't do it. So, oh, you know.
2: You got to do that, Mackie. Man.
1: you have got great dance moves. I can see <gasps> it
2: right now.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe we'll... I do, I do like the fact that you can, like, you can film a TikTok in, like, a video and then edit it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Vine where you only have the, you know, 15 seconds or whatever to make it, like, there's...
1: And you get one shot. Yeah, there's... TikTok, you can go back and edit, you can add filters, all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's all sorts of cool stuff you can do to them, but I've seen a lot of people, like, like Whitney was telling me, a lot of people have been, like, sharing scripture on them. Mm-hmm. But uh, which is something that I would be interested in doing. But the problem with that is that you get like a maximum of like thirty seconds. Like, there's the the really popular ones are what like eight seconds to fifteen seconds. Mm,
1: probably, yeah.
0: So the shorter ones, because you you just watch it and you scroll, you watch it and you scroll, which to me does not promote like good brain health
1: necessarily. So what you're trying to say?
0: I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I mean, I mean, let's be real. Look at the teenagers walking around.
1: Yeah. But I mean, teenagers their brains, have always been teenagers. Yeah, teenagers so. have always
0: been teenagers, whether their brains have been cooked by the internet or not. But, I don't know. She just, that's her new thing, is TikTok.
1: It's fun. It makes me laugh, and it's lighthearted. It gives me some people to relate to, and then I don't have to nag you. I can just...
0: You never <laughs> nag me. Kaiser, do you watch TikToks?
2: No, I did not.
0: <clears throat> Good for you, my man.
2: They will show up on uh, on Facebook sometimes. I watch them there
0: if that's they're fair. funny. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you if know. they're funny. Yeah, if they're not, you're just like Psh, next.
2: Yeah, pretty much. That's fair. Yeah.
0: You had you had another question. I interrupted oh. you with the funny thing.
2: Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I had another question. I thought okay. you did yeah so for, for Whitney, how has uh, how has your teaching situation changed since going to distance learning?
1: So I officially started back last Wednesday. So I had an amazing sub. She oh. was doing all of the contacts, all of the action plans for my kids. Um, but from what I've seen that she's done is we've had to create individual plans, basically rewrite new IEPs for most of these kids in terms of how they would get services and receive accommodations learning wise. But the biggest thing is having to call home and actually call the students and text the students and interact with them and speak to them directly. Um, Before it was a lot of, you know, hands-on working one-on-one with them in the classroom and then calling the parents to set up meetings or if something was wrong. But now it's a weekly check-in, you know, talking to these kids on a whole other level. Mm -hmm. Um, Some, some ways it's really fun. It's, you know, today I got to speak to a student and he was excited to hear from me. I was excited to hear from him, hear from him, but it was still just very weird. Cause it's almost like, this is really personal calling a kid, but you've got to follow through with your plans and what they need to be successful and just kind of roll with the changes. But I mean, really it's pretty much the same job, just a lot more contact with the kids. Um, I'm an introvert at heart. So phone conversations, stuff like this is really hard, <laughs> really awkward for me. But it's been good. It's been helping me to branch out, become a better educator, and really connect more with my students. So, not all bad.
0: It kills awesome. me. She'll, she'll spend four hours texting somebody. And I'll pick up the phone and talk to them for 38 seconds and get the exact same amount of information. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know what? I, I get it. She's busy. Sometimes you just gotta send a text and then wait for the response. And it's not like immediate four-hour responses, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's To me, it's a lot easier to just pick up the phone but you know i don't know i'm proud of her she's she's working crazy hard already um and she just came off of maternity leave which a lot of people say is a vacation and it's absolutely not
1: (laughs) going back to work was a vacation yeah for (laughs) sure because she she was like (laughs) yeah she's like
0: hey dave i need you to watch the kids so that i can go into the other room i'm like you got it and then i'm you know i'm watching the kids and you know, it's 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 nice for her to be able to have a, a little bit of a break. So, and I'm not saying I just dumped the kids on her while she was on <laughs> maternity leave. Like, that didn't happen either. But awesome. thankfully, I've been able to be home during this time for the uh, for the kids, and you know, take to, to help take care of them and help Whitney recover from giving birth. Because that's that's another thing they don't really talk about. Like, you know, yeah, you have the kid, and then it's like, woohoo, you're on maternity leave, but you're still healing. <laughs> um, You know, the the body takes up to three months to kind of, sort of, go back to normal, and then it's up to a year to fully and completely heal. Oh, wow. So it's, you know, it's, it's a lot, but Whitney's a trooper, and like I said, I couldn't be more thankful.
2: Awesome. How does that... I mean? g- how does that compare to the last pregnancy? Because you didn't get that. Obviously, we didn't have this time at home last time. How is that? How does it compare to this time?
1: We've talked about that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, transitioning from a family of two to three was a lot harder than this transition from three to four. Um, a lot has to do with we know what to expect. We know what to do. Everything's not an emergency. Whereas the first one, Mason, everything was a panic, you know. He, his nose started running, and it's like, oh, man, we've got to go to the ER. Like, something's wrong. Check
0: his temperature! Check his temperature,
1: yeah. <laughs> but with Harvey, it's like, eh, he'll be fine. There's nothing wrong.
0: Yeah. I, I Oh, for sure. I think we, and, you know, this isn't anything against Mason, and I don't want him to think that we don't love him as much or anything like that. Um, but I think we've been able to enjoy Harvey's infancy a little bit more than we did with Mason. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. it's, you know... Like Whitney he said we're not checking his temperature every eight seconds, and you know we're, and, and this is this might sound crazy, but when we brought Mason home, we kept a schedule of when he ate, and used uh, wet and dirty diapers. Uh, now he was also premature, not like crazy, but a couple like three three and a half weeks. So the doctor said, you know, monitor what what he does. So I took that and freaking ran with it and said. I need to have a spreadsheet of this kid's, you know, dietary and uh, waste habits. <laughs> and I still have it. Uh, I think it lasted eight days or so. And then I finally was just like, nah, I think he's okay. But um, with Harvey, it was like, yeah, use the diaper. He's good. <laughs> when he need to eat? Nah, he's crying. Let's feed him. You know? <laughs> wow. I will,
1: I will add that the quarantine has been actually really nice for us because it came... I mean, it couldn't have come at a better time for us. It was perfectly aligned with his birth and everything. But with Mason, after, I mean, you got, what, two weeks off? And then had to go back, and it was just me and Mason. And as David was saying, with the healing and trying to learn how to be a parent and being alone all day, I was terrified. So I could not wait for him to get home in the afternoons. Yeah. And now having him home, it's been awesome adjusting to life. That might have been a lot of why it's been so much easier to adjust. But
0: yeah, I, I definitely think that like it was the perfect time for this to happen in our familial life. Um, I don't know, it's yeah. pretty cool.
2: Meant to be, awesome. That's great.
0: So crazy conversation. I need you to weigh in on.
2: All right. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were driving down the road today. And we were talking about country music stars. Because, you know, the, there's this thing going on Facebook. Which, get ready, you're about to be nominated. Um, there's this thing where you post the 10 album covers. Okay. Have you seen that? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if you haven't, you haven't been looking at my Facebook. But, okay. Uh, I really, so,
2: every time I see him, I just kind of scroll over them.
0: Oh, guess what? You're about to be nominated tomorrow. Um, okay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, uh, so we were talking about... Our musical tastes, Whitney and mine, and how absolutely fundamentally different they are. Because I grew up in California, she grew up in South Carolina, which, you know, opposite coasts, totally different music scenes, things like that. Um, Country music was lame in California. Uh, Gospel music was, like, not really heard of in California. And she grew up on all of that. I grew up on Def Leppard, Red Hot Chili Peppers... Metallica, Guns N' Roses, all these different bands. And, you know, um, we started talking about how country music stars all have a problem. (laughs) And they, they all either have to be involved with the police at some point in their life. Whether it be, like, a fight, alcoholism, drugs, like, whatever it is. And then they write a song about it, and then they get off and, like... They make a bunch of money about the song about when they were locked in prison for doing methamphetamines. And then they write, you know, they get a six-album deal and they're multi-billionaires and... I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but... (laughs) But, what do you think about country music?
2: Just, like, in general, what do I think about it? Yeah. Uh... I think it's come a long way since (laughs) the, uh
1: spit it out man you don't have to walk on eggshells it's okay
2: no no i think it's come a <laughs> long way since like the early 2000s they like kind of like transition from like like uh the strict country genre of whatever their their heartbreak theme getting in fights theme and stuff like that kind of transitioning over to more like pop country which kind of everything i feel like all the genres are kind of transitioning into pop but uh I like the newer country music I don't really listen to, or haven't really listened to the older stuff that people would have grown up on.
0: Yeah, that's, like, what? the the album cover that she posted today, was it gospel or was it country? It, it was
1: southern gospel. Oh, okay,
0: it was southern gospel. <clears throat> I, I had never heard of it, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but, I mean, then again, I was playing Alive by Pearl Jam. In the car, and you were like, "What is this garbage?" And I was like, babe. <laughs> it's Pearl Jam." Like,
2: <laughs> that's really interesting because I'm also I'm from I'm from North Carolina.
0: Yeah, sorry, Harvey just ripped one. If y'all could hear that.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, my bad.
2: That's interesting because I'm from North Carolina, and I grew up with like country music playing in the car. Hmm. Um, and then like pop a little bit later on, but mostly country growing up. So that's, it's interesting. And I like never, I didn't know my dad liked rock music until I was in teenager. Really? Yeah. Like I hadn't heard of, uh, Led Zeppelin, Def Leppard. I haven't even heard of them until I was a teenager. Um, I knew Metallica, but that's just cause they had a cool, uh, logo. Yeah. The, their logo was fun. But I think I don't know if it was like like the the fundamentals of behind rock music cuz rock was like the darker kind of genre. So maybe that's why my ma- my mom might not have liked the uh the story that they were telling with that. That's fair. Um So I don't know, but yeah, that's very interesting that in California you kind of grew up with rock. And then over here, in the sweet southern states, more, I mean, more country. Which I guess would be expected down here in the south. Yeah. When we understand. So, so Over in California, you wouldn't understand the country accent in the music.
0: Well, it was just, it, it wasn't like, you know, well, those are stupid people over there or anything like that. It was just like, yeah, it's not my style. You know what I mean? And yeah. honestly, most of the music that I liked... That they were all '80s bands that my dad introduced to me. Mm. A lot of those guys were not even American; they were European. So, yeah. like Def Leppard, they're they're from uh, Britain. So, I mean, it's it's kind of a catch twenty two there, but it is interesting stylistically, uh, musically wise. Like I grew up on the sex, drugs, rock and roll kind of anthem, mm. and you guys grew up on a more you know slow. Uh, sweet music style and I you know the rock and roll is not slow or sweet yeah. it is it, it puts a fire inside of you so <laughs> I don't know it's just it's it's different but shout out to my dad for and my mom really for uh, instilling that in my life but Whitney Whitney has kind of a similar story with the whole not hearing mm-hmm rock music until later.
1: Yeah, so um, you know, I grew up in a religious household and um, my mom was very protective. It's what, not that we weren't allowed to listen to secular music, but it was more so of she wanted to protect us while we were younger from some of the things of the world. So we really listened to a lot of Southern gospel, a lot of hymns, um, contemporary Christian, those kind of things. And I went to a friend's house. I would say I was maybe 10 or 11 um, at the time and she was having a pool party and they had the radio, you know, the big old stereos we used to carry around and sit out by the deck. And um, she turned it to 103X, which those of you, if you're not listening from around here, it's a secular pop, hip hop station. Uh, And I heard the first song come on. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. I can't listen to this. Like, you've got to turn this off. You've got to. I'm not going to say her name because we're really good friends. But I was like, we got to turn this off. We can't listen to this. I'm going to get in so much trouble. But I remember how much I loved hearing it. It was just such a different rhythm the way the words and the beats flowed it it was really exciting for me even though i knew and i felt guilty listening to it and then eventually as we got older (laughs) we got to listen to more but it was just kind of one of those moments of wow there's so much more out there and not just the southern gospel but i still love me some southern gospel but yeah
0: that's that's funny to me that like (laughs) you felt guilty about listening to a pop song But see, the best
1: thing is, like, once she knew that we had heard stuff and we got a little older, I mean, we would jam out to some Michael Jackson in the car, some Bee Gees, like, stuff she listened to. Oh, yeah. So it was a lot of fun discovering that with her as well. Yeah.
2: That's
0: interesting. Yeah. Retrospectively, nine years old, I went to fourth grade (laughs) camp over the summer. And my dad sent me with... Pyromania by Def Leppard, um, Love at First Sting by The Scorpions, and uh, Moving Pictures by Rush. So, (laughs) all three albums about, you know, the sex drugs and rock and roll, (laughs) and I was sitting there jamming out to them not feeling guilty about a thing. (laughs) But that's just, that's, you know, it's, that's just how we grew up, so...
2: (laughs) That's, yeah that's that's really interesting because with Whitney saying that like growing up as well we would have like uh like the the Christian radio on mm-hmm. in the car um or country one of those two that's it and then I went to a party in middle school it was like I think I was in seventh grade or no sixth grade I was in sixth grade I went to a party and they were playing. Just like the pop station and like I remember like looking at the radio to see what it was tuned to so I could like go home and like listen to more of that because I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. What if That's... that happened at the same moment Whitney heard? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what song did you hear? Do you remember the first song you he- heard because I remember clear as day what the song was because I became obsessed and tried to find it, learn it. What dance? <laughs> what song was it? It was One Two Step by oh, <laughs> That was the first thing that came on the radio. <laughs> Don't be a hater.
0: That's not even a pop song. That's.
1: But it is though.
2: Man. Hold on, somebody say something. I'm gonna look up. I can I <laughs> can find the song. I just can't remember. I just can't remember off the top of my head what it was.
0: I remember. Um. Oh man, listening to uh my mom and it was actually the album I posted today. Uh listening to Matchbox 20, Yourself or Someone Like You. And uh there are two songs I want to say that have swear words in them. And I remember just being like, "Oh my gosh." Like and and you know, you guys Whitney says she grew up in a religious household. Well, so did I. My parents were believers. They brought me to church. All this, all these things. I my degrees in youth ministry. Uh, if you guys didn't know that, there you go. Um, and I still love things like Def Leppard and <laughs> Sex Drugs Rock and Roll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do drugs or anything, but you know that's that that music scene is what I'm talking about. Um, and you know, just listening to that album, the Yourself or Someone Like You, and thinking like. My parents listen to music with a swear word in it. Like, (laughs) but, you know, I always, I was always very careful not to, (laughs) not to say the word while I was singing the song. And, uh, I think the first time I heard my mom sing a swear word in a song, I was like mad. I was like, why would she? say that like that's those aren't words that we say and you know it's just the naivety of of childhood but um it's just this funny that that we all it, and I think everybody kind of has like not a spiritual awakening to music but an emotional awakening to music uh regardless of like the the lyrics uh sound wise everyone kind of has this revolution in their life where they're like this is what i've been looking for so yeah
2: yeah exactly just the way that like just the not even necessarily the words but just the way that the music mm-hmm. like just like the the, the instruments the, the the flow of the of the rhythm is just yeah it's just something different that just kind of catches I don't know how to explain it. I can't find this song either.
0: It's cool. You'll have to we'll have to make a keeping on Twitter. I think we talked about this before, uh mm. making a keeping on Twitter and at, and posting questions and stuff. Um I'd love to do like a listener question of the week. That would be fun to like wrap up a a cast, but maybe we'll let Whitney be our first listener question of the week because I know she listens to all of our podcasts. So, um but yeah, like, there's something about music that intrinsically works with almost like your soul. It's it's not even like your mind or anything. It's just something that that feeds into your being. That I don't know. It, it's a gift for sure. Yeah,
2: and I, I think the influence that music. I think I I think the way that our parents, not your parents, Mackie. The way that Whitney Whitney's parents and my like their 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 idea of thinking of like protecting us from the world through it, mm-hmm. um, I think there's like a there's a there's a good thought process to that because I feel like different, at least for me, different genres affect me differently. Like just my mm-hmm. mood, it won't like put me in a bad mood, but if I'm like driving, um. And, like, listening to hip-hop, I'm more likely to, like, get upset with another driver than I would if I was, like, listening to, like, pop music or something a little lighter.
0: Yeah. So if, if you get into a mood, do you consciously put on a type of music? Or is it more like you turn on the radio and then that kind of, like, feeds into your mood? Because I'm the kind of person to where, like, I'll if I'm mad, Killswitch Engage is going on. Like, I'm I'm blasting heavy metal. If I'm, I'm happy, happy, it's going to be John Bellion. If it's, you know, something lighthearted and fun and, you know, things like that. But I don't... Like, there, if it's a new song or something like that, I'll be like, oh, this makes me feel a certain way.
2: Mm-hmm. No, so with me, I... I put on the music for the mood that I want to feel. Okay. Not that I necessarily want to feel, because I don't ever want to feel angry. Um, right. <laughs> but I think there's, like, an amount. Like, it's not all the time, but, it, like, it's just more often. But, yeah, if I want to, like, be in a feel-good mood, I'm not going to put on the hip-hop. Well, some of the hip-hop's fine, but I I'd mostly just listen to, like, the top hits or whatever, and that's usually some feel-good music so yeah like i just put on whatever music i think will make me feel the best at the time
0: that's fair what about you Winnie?
1: um I, i'm probably more in line with what you do It's depending on my mood is how i choose my music so if i'm if i had a rough day you know i'm in my feels i'm gonna listen to something a little slower something of someone else going through something difficult mm-hmm. um If I'm really angry or frustrated, you know, that's when the nickelback or some kind of like, I know that's not hard for you, but to me, it's like, you know, it's just something that kind of gets my blood pumping and helps me to cope and work. I think what I do is I choose something to process through. That's what I'm doing. Something that puts me in the right frame of mind to process through the emotions I'm feeling and then move on. But yeah, it just depends on my mood. Hmm. what (laughs) you're making a face Mackie I know you have something to say
0: it's she called me Mackie that's so cute um it's just hard music for you is the dark horse album from Nickelback
1: (laughs) well and okay and like three songs from disturbed that's as hard as I
0: okay the sound of silence does not count (laughs) by disturbed get uh, okay
1: all right five finger death punch there you go
0: okay there we go that's okay your one song that you liked by Five Finger Death Punch. That I
1: got in trouble for, listening to it in high school. You got
0: in trouble for it?
1: Yes, I did. Yes. Mom went into the bank, <laughs> and I decided I was going to take over the radio because I was a teenager and I was mad, and I put this song on, and she came back before I saw her, and I couldn't change it, and I got in trouble.
0: Oh, buddy.
1: Yep.
2: Oh, man. I think I, I, I've done that. I haven't gotten in trouble for it, but definitely changing the radio... Maybe setting a preset, like you know, six on the car to a better radio <laughs> station. So when your mom goes into the, to the to the store or whatever, you just change it to that, and then change it back before she gets in the car. Mm. My <laughs> cute. My my brother got in trouble because he would he would do that, but he would turn the speakers up real loud, and he ended he like blew like a couple speakers <laughs> oh. in my mom's car. <laughs> so she wasn't a fan of that i think that's where some of my fear came from i'm sure she wouldn't have been upset with me changing the radio but i just remember s- seeing her be mad at my brother for doing that and it blowing the speakers and i didn't know what blowing the speakers meant i was like mm-hmm. so i'd like change it and then i'd be like nervous at oh this this music might blow the speakers because i'm not turning it up or anything so
0: <laughs> you know that's just how how this, kids think. This type of music will alter <laughs> the, the speakers in a specific way. Yeah, that's that. That is exactly how kids think. Yes, yeah. because we don't that's know. That's hilarious.
2: You know, this is this is early two thousands, or mm. I guess late two thousands, mid two thousands. Internet's not huge. Um, people are still Googling Google, so.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Like
2: the the advancement and just the past. 11 years is insane.
0: Yeah. Do you guys remember your first parental advisory warning album? No. Oh, man. I'll never forget mine. So, Green Day, American (laughs) Idiot. Okay. Right. That's the Uh, one with the grenade, right? That is the one with the the heart grenade. Yeah, man. So, uh... Middle school, 8th grade, I want to say. Uh... Saved up my allowance and went to the store and, you know, had to get approval from my mom to buy it. And she's like, yeah, sure, you know, you're going to hear the words eventually, you know. But my parents were also very protective over, like, movies and stuff. If it it was rated R, I wasn't allowed to watch it unless it was, you know, like, for one word or something like that. And arguably, PG-13 when they were kids was R. So, like, you know, Back to the Future that's that's rated pg and i i would not say that's rated pg now (laughs) yeah i know kaiser's making a face so oh yeah yeah dude it's pg and like the dude's mom is trying to sleep with him. every other word that comes out of marty's mouth is a swear word um there's alcoholism in it there's all sorts of different stuff but i'll never forget um she she let me buy that album and I, I swear, I listen to it every single day in high school. Dang. And like, but that, and that's going to be one of my albums coming up that I post on Facebook, That in that infused a specific style of music that I absolutely love. I love just the raw pickups on a cheap guitar, turned up as loud as it can be, not, you know, professionally and I know it was professionally, you know, studio done, but like those guys rock hard whether they've got $6,000 guitars or a $250 guitar. So that kind of like spirit was awoken in me <laughs> from from that album, but yeah, I didn't know if you guys knew your first parental advisory warning sticker. <sighs> Oh, well, I
1: remember my first album that I got. Like, my first pop album. It was Aaron Carter.
0: Oh, buddy. It was
1: Aaron's Party, Come Get It. And I could sing every song on that album still.
2: Wow. Aaron Carter's a rapper now. He's got face tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, his brother. No, no, never mind. That's a male. It's just kidding. Erase that.
2: No. His brother. <laughs> his brother did do some crazy stuff, I think. If we're talking about the same person
1: i'm talking about nick lachey i I got on the wrong nick okay yeah it was a different nick gotcha
0: i thought his name was aaron
1: aaron is the boy nick is his brother
0: oh nick is the brother see i don't know these things okay whatever
2: (laughs) um i don't think i've ever bought an album and i just hit the mic hopefully it didn't sound too crazy still i didn't hear anything you're good all right uh i don't (laughs) this is you know uh, like I said, mid to late 2000s, uh, this is the time in the world where people don't buy music anymore. Yeah. Um, so I had music. I don't remember what my first one would be though.
0: Were you a, a LimeWire user? Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> Whitney was a huge LimeWire user.
2: I had Napster.
0: Oh, okay. So you <laughs> your hands are dirty too. <laughs>
2: so napster there's like a way to pay for it or something
0: oh was there really
2: but then there was a way to not and i was like i'm not going to so oh, there you go we did that i was
0: gonna say so just whitney's the criminal but now no both of you are the criminals um
2: <laughs> and i can't remember what the but i i do remember uh young money cash money releasing their like group album and that was something that i There's only two song, two or three songs on there that I really liked, but that's the first thing I can remember that was really parental advisory. Mm -hmm. Um, And then later on, I got into like Eminem um, and then just like more individually, Drake, Lil Wayne, stuff like that. I went more hip hop and rap, never really got into the rock or uh, rock and roll. Is Is that all it is? Metal, heavy metal
0: yeah um that crap it's it's rare oh don't even call it crap <laughs> it's it's rare to find another metal head that it, it's not like as hardcore as me but who likes the same stuff as me mm. um because i'm all over the map when it comes to heavy metal i like you know really heavy stuff uh Killswitch engage and i know people are like Kill switch engage isn't heavy but uh they're they're like melodic heavy metal um then I also like like prog metal with Coating Cambria and like just off the wall bands that people are like, you like them? And then, you know, like skillet. I love me some skillet. Mm. And it's just it's weird. But Whitney's in the same boat as you.
1: Yeah. Um, Lil Wayne, T-Pain, Drake. Yeah.
0: yeah. Whitney, what did you describe yourself? You didn't say you were a closeted Drake fan. What did you say you were? He's your. It's oh, my you said guilty pleasure.
1: Guilty pleasure, listening to Drake and um, Post Malone.
2: Oh yeah, we gotta talk about this Post Malone obsession.
0: Hey Harvey, um, I wouldn't even say Post Malone is a guilty pleasure. Oh, that's because he's just on in the car all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and but that's the only I'm- place I listen to it. Like I don't oh. listen to it
1: publicly. You know, oh. when I'm in public, it's I don't care. You know, Eminem. Lil Wayne, whatever. But for some reason, when Posty comes on, I got to dial him back a little bit. Got to save him for the car ride.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting, yeah.
2: Post Malone's great. I'd blast him anywhere.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> well, we were talking that, you know, his voice, to me, and I don't know, you might have disagreed. His voice isn't amazing, but something about him is so, I don't want to use the word endearing because he's kind of whacked out, but something about his music it just captivates you and you want to keep listening and it it makes me feel good to listen to it I don't know about y'all but
2: yeah I think it's like the first time in a long time we get an artist in this weird in between genre who is just a hundred percent real yeah with everything he does
0: for sure he's yeah. Like, lyrically, he's he writes about what he's feeling. Um, and the, at first, I was like, man, this guy's kind of a joke. Because Cam actually showed me White Iverson one night while we were closing.
1: Well, I think everyone thought that was a joke.
0: Yeah, you know, well, I, so I think bizarre. he was super serious about it.
1: No, he absolutely was. I mean, he kept with the... Uh... Yeah. Same idea, same theme. Oh yeah. That got him to where he is now, but at first it was so fresh and weird for everybody. Yeah. No one had seen an artist like that.
0: But I think he was almost like a meme, yeah. at the beginning, mm. with White Iverson and that you know the um, Stony album, like was a cult classic for like two or three years, before um beer bongs and Bentleys, I think. Maybe there was something in between those two, but uh, I remember when that one came out, I mean, he was just everywhere. Like, you couldn't walk into a store without seeing the album or hearing the album. Um, But I I have a metric butt-ton of respect for the guy, because he is a musician. He's not just a singer, songwriter, rapper, whatever you want to call it. Uh, dude can shred on guitar, and writes. I want to say like eighty-five to ninety percent of his stuff. Um, you know he, and I say writes his own stuff. He writes all the lyrics. He just gets help with like some melodies and things. But um, yeah. I mean, like him or not, you have to be able to say like, no, this dude, this dude is where it's at. And I'm, I'm hoping that his music kind of stays the same Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense because i can listen to uh his newest album top to bottom no problem
1: hollywood's bleeding thank you
0: yeah Yeah. hollywood's bleeding um top to bottom love every song on the album when it's over just hit refresh and you're good to go like for another hour
1: can i just throw this in there yeah this has it has something to do with it but not really there was a meme floating around a while back and it was talking about how They just love that Post Malone helps these young little artists get found, but they're referring to Ozzy Osbourne because he featured Ozzy on one of his songs. They're like, you know, I just love how Post helps new artists get found.
0: But, (laughs) but, Whitney, what was Ozzy's band name?
1: I don't know. You told me. I knew he was famous, though. It's not like I thought, man, this Ozzy Osbourne character coming on the scene like that. That's fair. No, but.
0: Kaiser, do you know his band? You're making a face. <laughs> uh,
1: you told me this and I can't. Man, hear.
0: well, you did say that you didn't go the rock scene. That's never oh, so mind. you
1: let Kaiser off, but you give me a hard time. You're darn
0: right. All right, five All right. years, baby, five years. Is it? What is it? It's Black Sabbath, bro.
2: That's what it is. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I I could see the star. Isn't there like? Isn't there Don't they have like a pentagram? pentagram penta. Sometimes. Pentagram, with a uh. A bull skull,
0: sheep skull. What? Nope. Is that not it? Normally, it's just the words "Black Sabbath."
2: Nah, I don't think so. They got a look.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up.
2: Oh, so, just a real quick. Nah, no, I will finish this.
0: Don't know if you guys could hear that, but there's some thunder going on.
2: I could definitely hear that. <laughs> I searched Black, sa- <laughs> black, slabbeth. <laughs> B- black slabbeth.
0: Black Slabbeth. I want to know what that is. Black yeah, Slabbeth
2: isn't giving me anything
0: else. It's just the words. Oh, He can't see me.
1: <laughs> but I think I know what you're talking about, Kaiser. I can't think of the band. Yeah. But I can see the like, CD. I think you're CD. talking about
0: Megadeth.
1: Mm, yeah, I don't know. I dated a guy in high school who listened to all of this. And I got a lot of free music from him that his mom bought for him. Legally. And then oh, he personally. would just... Download it to my iPod. But I, still, I did use LimeWire. But I can't think of the name, because I remember seeing that album flash up on the iPod a couple of times. Yeah. I don't know who it was.
0: I just googled Pentagram Band Logo, and it's literally a band called Pentagram. And they have a pentagram. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's That's, not what we're... That's the one. That's it. <laughs> That's not what we're looking for, though. Yeah i don't know oh anthrax i think you're thinking about anthrax anthrax or slayer all a lot of them use... oh, i think i think slayer okay might be slayer
1: well here's a question for you Angela guys what that? is the album that comes to your mind when you think of the one that's most visually stunning that you remember like when you think of albums what's the first one that pops in your head
0: like album covers yeah
1: like you think of this artist and that album is like boom it's just something you really recall Ooh, like something about either the the design or the color something just really stood out and you're like you remember that one
2: probably that that young money album (laughs) (laughs) like it has everybody that signed a young money at the time on the album uh on the top of it you have uh I don't know what the exact words are, but it's it's Young Money and some other things, and it's like written in silver, and then all the people are standing I think around a pool or on like in a backyard for the picture. That's the one that I like I definitely remember the picture the name I don't even know the name of the album, but the context of the album.
1: What about you, Mackie?
0: So to me and I wish like, when you said this, this is the album that popped into my brain. Uh, I wish it were my favorite album by then, but it's not. Um, Def Leppard Hysteria. Um, it's visually striking, because uh, it's got, like, people... Like, okay, so it's got a big triangle in the middle of a Big red triangle, and then it's a black background with, like, blue and green... Oh, it looks like an alien language almost going on. Uh, and then... Uh, there's like people's faces screaming on it. <laughs> but that's that's one and then uh ten thousand fists by disturbed. It's got like a bunch of artistically drawn cool looking people all with their fist in the air and it's just like, oh, Unity in metal <laughs> So that those are two for me. I know you only asked for one, but sorry. <laughs>
1: that's okay. Overachiever, it's fine.
0: Yeah, you you know it. What. what about <laughs> okay. you?
1: Well, I was trying to find to make sure my colors are right. I can see the album in my head, but it's from um, Aaron's Party, Come Get It. And the CD itself, <laughs> sorry, had a huge crush on this guy. I planned my wedding to him, and then he went off the charts. Anyways. Um, but yeah, it's it's a star. It's like red, white, and blue. It's very patriotic. But it was on this bright background. I think it was bright blue. And then the star in the center was traced in red and white and a different shade of blue. But that's just what pops in my head
0: thinking of. That's the most and... visually stunning album that you because can Because
1: after that, I went to music that might or may or may not have been a little sketch and didn't always have albums. And there were people that would, you know, be like DJ Ma-na-na-na-na, you know, whoever was going.
0: Whoever DJ Ma-na-na-na-na whoever stole is. it
1: originally. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> Dibs.
1: Anyways.
2: Uh, that's funny. Just, curious. <laughs> Just the name of that album is interesting. Aaron's Party. Come get it
1: come get come get it and he was so cute he was so blonde and just singing his little heart out he sang a song about shack how he had a dream about beating shack but it was a song anyway you gotta be there yeah it's okay
0: interesting <laughs> whitney uh also really really loves uh the mass singer i don't know if you've watched it at all kaiser i have yeah it's her one of her biggest obsessions. I
1: love it because season one, I knew it was T-Pain. And yeah. that's my man. Yeah. Like, T-Pain's my man. Um, season two was okay. I thought
0: I was your man.
1: I mean, you know. Oh. No, I'm, just, I'm, just I'm just kidding. But no, I was really excited because I love the artist. I knew most of the characters and the artist um, on season one. Season two, I knew a lot of them as well. I was excited that Wayne Brady won. Season three has been a little disappointing. It's been more... And not that it's disappointing, but I just haven't had as much fun because the voices are very unfamiliar. They're either really, really old or they're just really, really fresh and new on YouTube and I'm just not hip anymore. So I don't know who half of these people are. But And I feel like the talent has, is also not as good, but oh, that could just be me.
0: See, <laughs> I think season three is way better than two. Um, but she didn't... Uh, do you know who Jackie Ivanko is? You don't? That's okay. She was on AGT, uh should have won but they were like you've got a huge career ahead of you all this stuff but uh she just got voted off which is crazy to me because she's got one of the most incredible voices i've ever heard um i know whitney's like shut up dave <laughs> no, you're, 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 i mean
1: I think she was amazing i just didn't know who she was at the time
0: yeah but um i don't know i'm excited that we know who some of the people are this season
1: i think jesse mccartney is one of them who's also another yeah jesse mccartney's lovers. awesome. I think that's him anyway. I think that's who the turtle is. Spoiler alert. But... Jesse
0: McCartney also was a voice on Kingdom Hearts. so
1: Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I haven't yeah. watched this season. I hadn't really watched. I watched episode three of season one when T-Pain... I don't know if it was three, but whenever... I watched the episode that T-Pain was on, and I was like, that's T-Pain. I'll catch yeah. you guys yeah. for the finale. And then I was right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I saw the, ep- the first episode of season three... Which was, had little Wayne voted off, and that made me sad. But Allison watched watched it. She hasn't watched recently.
0: Yeah, it's a good show. I mean, it's you know the I don't like the panel of judges except for Kim Jong. Yeah,
2: That's I don't. Going on me. I don't understand how they chose that panel of judges. They literally Yo. chose. I don't want to say nobodies, but. They chose the girl that does. I, don't, I can't think of her name. That sounds rude. They chose the person that does the uh, New Year's Eve ball. Um, yeah.
0: They chose. Jesse McCartney. Jesse McCartney. Or no, I'm sorry, um, Jenny. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah.
2: They chose. Uh, I can't remember his name either. The guy who Robin sang. Dick, yeah, Robin Thicke, who, who has and... like three hits on his. On right. His
0: belt. That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. His dad is Alan Thick, which is why he got famous.
1: Well, the only one who really is talented, if you listen to her sing, is Nicole Scherz- Scherzinger. Is that I how I you her know. name? She's beautiful. I- I'm obsessed with her. But she's about the only one who has any business judging. Interesting. she
0: and in Spice Girls or Pussycat Dolls? Pussycat Dolls. Pussycat Dolls. Okay. Okay. And then they have, um, you know, a guest judge every week. But I feel like they're just rotating through the cast of Community. Like, because <laughs> 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 they've had... Um, They've had, like, four of the cast members on. It's like, let's just get Ken Jeong's friends to be on. Yeah. The, was Jack Black one of them?
1: Mm, I don't think so. Maybe. I, it could have been one of those episodes where I was like, eh. The performance is so They had so
0: Sharon much. Osbourne, though. so They did. Looping back. Oh, what was that face? Looping back to um, no. uh, to Ozzy. But, yeah. that's um, Man, It's it's crazy.
2: Interesting they had a question i forgot oh have you guys seen uh jack black's youtube channel
0: oh jablinski games it's one of our favorite things what's Jablins (laughs) jables oh yeah dude i i've been a fan of jack black
1: he went on hiatus for a while though is he back he did a
0: new one with tony hawk we gotta watch
2: yeah i think he was like off for like three weeks but yeah he's doing one a week now
0: nice um yeah i love jack black
1: yeah
2: uh top five youtube channels just because i'm sure there's four other ones that might be better but he's definitely (laughs) my favorite to watch
0: yeah i he's like my favorite entertaining one Mm -hmm. i watch a ton of tech youtubers but they're not like entertainment people they're like here's information about this you know octa-core processor that has 48 threads and you know it's like
1: hey guys it's austin
0: oh i've i've been annoyed with austin evans for a long time but um marquez brownley mkbhd Mm -hmm. yo that guy he's pretty cool that guy's legit
2: yeah he's cool i uh i watch uh, jay's two cents
0: yeah jay's two cents is awesome too yeah they're it's so weird to me because i follow a lot of these guys on twitter Mm -hmm. and they're all friends Like, they all know each other. They all communicate online and stuff. Yo! So, talking (laughs) about... This might even be surprising to you. Talking about, like, connections that you wouldn't think about. Have you ever seen The Completionist? No. Okay. So, um, Gerard Khalil, he's one of my favorite YouTubers. He has a YouTube channel called The Completionist. And he completes games every week. And he posts a video about, like, you know... The journey that it was to beat the game, how long it took him, all these different things. And it's it's like, it's a show. It's awesome. Every week. I've been following him for two years now. And he's been around for like five. Uh, his, one of the people who works for him, one of his employees, and really co-workers. Because they're, when you're working on a YouTube channel, you're not really a boss. <laughs> you kind of have a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, One of his team members is Jamie Lee Curtis's son. Interesting. And she did an episode with him, and it was, like, super cool, and he just posted his um Persona 5 video, which took him 500 hours to beat and complete, and she retweeted it on Twitter and was like, yo, this episode's fire, you guys gotta go check this out. And he tweeted underneath it, and it was like, your support means the absolute world to me and i was just like what jamie lee curtis because ah! i love her i think she's amazing so just to see that little i'm sorry that was a
2: no ooh,
0: gotta rein it in a little bit but, awesome. <laughs> but yeah super cool yeah. um i don't know i think she's a phenomenal actor so i don't know if you've ever seen halloween with me.
1: She's acted
2: in other
0: things.
1: She's also been in Freaky Friday.
0: Yeah. Okay. A couple Activia commercials.
2: Somebody, yeah, somebody, so somebody tweeted, I think she was, she like posted something on Twitter and then somebody replied to it. And then somebody replied to that saying, uh, she's broke. She doesn't even like horror movies. She just played in this to get the money. And (laughs) then she replied to them saying, I'm not broke. I did Activia Activia commercial or activio endorsements for seven years yeah
0: i think it's in her twitter bio that says sold yogurt for seven years yeah. <laughs> she's she's awesome yeah so just jamie lee curtis if you're listening we love you
1: <laughs> I'm
0: today's sure episode is. was sponsored by no I'm <laughs> <laughs> um
2: i uh it's it's back on the youtube um topic yeah um, I find that I enjoy YouTubers that keep it small, rather than the ones that like make it into like a big business. Almost, I don't mm-hmm. know. How, I don't know how you guys feel about that.
0: I agree. Um, I like series. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's there's a guy who does. Like, I'm obsessed with like Disney history. So, um, there's a channel called Defunct Land. I, I where... yeah, that
2: was uh. I was just recommended that.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's it's legit. Um, Kevin Perjurer uh, is the guy who runs it, and he does like Disney history about like defunct rides that aren't around anymore, or um, you know shows that aren't around anymore. And he does he does more than just Disney. He does theme park history and TV shows and uh, all sorts of different stuff. But his is like. It's episode by episode, so you don't have to, like, watch the whole thing. But he also isn't, like, trying to build an empire on it. It's just, here's the history, here's the facts, here's a little bit of opinion, this is how it went down. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it's super cool, because there's a lot of stuff around that. But then you also have, like, you know, the business YouTubers that are trying to build empires, like... Logan Paul, and all these other people, and I, I don't like that aspect of it. I don't necessarily love, and I know this is lame, because if they didn't get paid, then there wouldn't be the channels that we like, but I almost wish that YouTube didn't pay people, mm-hmm. because I feel like we would get better content, if that makes any sense. I, f- I feel like people would be more self-motivated rather than money-motivated. Yeah,
2: that's fair. That's why I think Jack Black's YouTube channel is such, like, a gym.
0: Cause, like, for sure.
2: He's not doing it for the money. He's doing it because he wants to do it, and he has fun doing it. Takes his breaks when he wants to, uploads when he wants to, does what he wants to. And you can, like, tell that he genuinely enjoys everything he does. And he's just living his life. So, I yeah, I can understand that.
0: Yeah. Do you have any favorite channels, Whitney?
1: I'm not a huge YouTuber. Um, A lot of my channels are educational Mm -hmm. resources for my students or myself to grow. Um, I love the Green Brothers channel. Oh yeah. Um, They have Um, a lot of good content for students, literature, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head right now.
0: I'm thinking SciShow is
1: one of their channels. Um, Yeah, it's really good. Let me look. But I follow more like mommy bloggers and. like, it's instagram like, bloggers, it's like instagram
0: bloggers it's like brain things. gum or something
1: oh man what
0: is it? um rain wilson has a channel called soul pancake mm-hmm. and he he's kind of like a spiritualist kind of deal like he uh likes to go around and ask people about what they believe and why they believe it and things like that uh to people of many different faiths which is really cool um and you know he's very respectful to everybody um, and, like, his channel did, like, the kid president thing, um, a couple other big things have branched off of it, but, what, what is that channel? The Green Brothers channel.
1: Um, Crash Course is on Vlogbrothers, but. Oh, I
0: use Crash Course all the time for teaching, like, they, an invaluable resource.
1: Yeah. Maybe I need to hop on the YouTube train. Oh, trying well, we... to connect with my students you know i got on the tiktok train so maybe
0: we've been we watching um it's my stomach um there it is again <laughs> what's the one where they interview people or ask people questions and just try not to laugh and stuff what the try not to laugh videos where they're all in a row oh
1: yeah yeah, yeah. it's um the react channel. Yeah,
0: the react channel. What do you really like Which is react it's channel. really
1: enjoyable. The episodes are 10 to 15 minutes and they do, you know, different things. They'll play music, they'll play video clips. Um, and you're supposed to sit there without dancing or b- blurting out whatever the challenges for that episode. They also have a lot of um guess the song, guess the movie and they play short clips which is fun to watch to see if people know who the artists and the songs are.
0: Faux show. Sure. Oh my gosh, I cannot find it. And this is killing me.
2: Are you saying you said Rain Wilson did the Kid President thing? His, yeah.
0: So his it's network did did the Kid President. He has his stuff. own network? Yeah, Soul Pancake is like. It's one of those businesses that you were mentioning that has like off branches for channels and stuff.
2: Interesting. That's cool. It's cool that he did that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Which Kid President now is grown up he's and they're the, actually the doing college a, isn't he
0: yeah
1: and they're doing some sort of spin-off where he's going around and kind of meeting with people who grew up watching him mm-hmm. um it's just kind of he's kind of checking in
0: mental floss but,
1: mental floss that's it that's yes. it
0: that's the green brothers like fact channel mm-hmm. golly i don't know if you heard that kaiser yeah i definitely did Woo! <laughs> Uh, hopefully that'll go away with the compression but uh, <laughs> um, sorry I keep pulling the headphone out of Whitney's ear we're, this is a really sexy setup we got going on guys we're sharing a microphone that is being propped up on our child that's asleep and we are sharing headphones
1: <laughs> it's not really on the child we've just got him kind of pushed up against it so it doesn't wobble
2: oh okay as long as you're we're using the, them well
0: we're the, we're the best parents in the world
1: <laughs> And he's out like a light, so... Yeah,
0: he's, he is, uh, he's doing fine. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, there was another channel that I, that popped into my head that was kind of like network. Oh, uh, Will Wheaton's channel. Um uh...
1: Alright, well, I'm gonna interject while you're doing this. Um, Hot Ones used to be a really fun show. I don't know if it was a channel... On YouTube. So
0: it was a it was a show on a channel called First We Feast and they're First still and doing Feast. it.
1: Well, I think it's lost its flavor though because they've gone to cable primetime, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, it's well, just it's not a, as fun. It's, it's more a censored. a show now. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of lost its flavor, but that was a good one for a while.
0: So Geek and Sundry. Sorry to no, you're fine to interrupt. Geek and Sundry is Will Wheaton's channel, and they do. Uh, he's got a show called Tabletop. Where he gets together his friends and they play tabletop games, Hmm. and they like explain the rules of the game and like, uh, most of the time it's like celebrities from other nerd shows. For those of you who don't know, Will Wheaton was on Star Trek uh, as a kid, and then he also was on The Big Bang Theory and stuff like that. And he's he's been involved in nerd culture for years, but um, it's really neat because if you're interested in getting into like a tabletop game, uh, they'll teach you how to play it and show you. Uh, you know a couple celebrities playing it and losing and winning and it's a really cool show i don't know if i've ever shown you tabletop before Mm. but i'll have to put an episode on after we after we finish recording because you know
1: we have how how to get away with murder right yeah don't you yeah
0: (laughs) i love the show i do don't get me wrong but nerd stuff it's okay. It is I'll, nerd stuff. I'll play Destiny while we're watching. Speaking
2: of nerd stuff, have you guys ever watched The Super Carlin Brothers?
0: No. No. Ooh. Oh, buddy. That's
2: the one. They uh and they are do Are you about to
0: open a new <laughs> Yeah.
2: They do uh Harry Potter, uh Disney Pixar, um Marvel, Ooh. theories, facts, um predictions, reviews. They're really great. They've come a long way. Um, they have their own coffee company, which is different. Which is different. It's just like some good coffee. That's uh, they they got. I don't know if it's locally sourced somewhere in Virginia, but it's good coffee.
0: Virginian coffee.
2: Yeah, they're they live in um, I think Roanoke.
0: Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, Tell yeah. me about your favorite coffee, Whitney. I need to which... order you some. Which one? You don't remember your favorite coffee? From one of your favorite actors?
1: Oh yeah, I thought I was talking about like the the Death Wish coffee. Um, oh no. No, I can't think it's Hugh Jackman, but I can't think of what the brand's called.
0: Laughing Man.
1: Laughing Man, yes. Interesting. Delicious coffee. Supposedly it helps families in need and it's locally grown and
0: But it's got Hugh know. Jackman on the box. That's cool.
1: Yeah.
2: They uh that's really cool.
0: I'm not a coffee drinker. So, yeah. if Hugh Jackman comes out with a brand for Diet Coke, I'm there. Um <laughs> I, Yeah,
2: they have tea, hot chocolate, honey. Yeah. And they had some yes. pretty dope Harry Potter mugs that were limited run. They were handmade by from somebody local in Virginia. Handmade uh Harry Potter mugs. They had I don't know how many they had. I think they had like 300 of each house. Like, so Slytherin, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, and uh, Ravenclaw. But they, hey. they were cool. Hand-painted, everything. They were legit. And then nice. they had like one time, if you bought coffee during one of their live streams, that you got a signed bag. So I, I have a signed bag.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: See, so- I would be conflicted, though. I would want to keep the bag. But like you got to drink coffee.
2: So I drank the coffee. I still have the bag. Oh. Um, I think I'm we'll gonna find a way to like take it to Michael's or something and, or somewhere and have them frame it to where That'd it looks cool. nice, yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: I was I was just gonna bring up our trip that we've been planning without you about when we're going to Harry Potter. Oh world. yeah. Oh yeah, okay. So Did we'll she... have to we'll have to get Alice and together well all four of us on a cast soon so we can just plan the trip on the podcast
2: (laughs) we could do that we may or may not have uh uh done some research yesterday
0: all day not not all day well no (laughs) that
2: but yeah we were we were looking at prices and things Hmm. of that sort
1: any word on like when those places or Walt Disney World are going to reopen? They'll be open in the,
0: in the summer, um, limited capacity and things. You don't think so?
2: There is an article that just came out for Disney World. Um, Disney World, Disneyland may not be opening back up until 2021.
0: What? Yeah. Ooh. I it, thought they were working on getting it open again. They
2: might be, but it, I, I, I didn't. I just that's just the uh, headline of the article. I didn't read the whole thing.
0: Dang.
2: But. I could see, I don't know, I could see both ways, but you don't want people standing in line, sweating on each other, nah. spitting, drinking, eating, lounging, you know? It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of bodily fluids that go through those kind of parks.
0: Oh, why did you say it like
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the truth, you know? It's like, cause, uh, I don't know how many of them, how many they have at Disney World, but it- in universal they have a few rides that are like non-stop. So like the there's a track that you walk onto that's moving with the seats and you like mm-hmm. walk on the track, get into your seat and like the the carts just never stop. Yeah. So it's like the
0: Haunted Mansion. Sure. I'm... I don't know. Have you never been did, to Disney World? Did you just say sure about the Haunted Mansion?
2: Ah, that's loud. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Um, it's cool. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. I haven't been in Disney World in like 13
0: years. All right, guys. And that's our episode.
2: <laughs> Disney World is so expensive. <laughs> so expensive. So is Harry
0: Potter World. No.
2: Allison saw something yesterday that like comparing uh, like the whole experience for Disney World and, and Harry Potter World, you save. You save like five hundred dollars a night going to universal
0: oh, wow. i mean i'm not surprised disney that you're you're paying a tax for sure yeah
2: but like just real quick for universal it would be like five hundred dollars a person for the week yeah where disney would probably be like two thousand dollars a person for a week for five yeah. days so i'll take the 500 option that's fair. Yeah. But we'll have to figure that out.
0: Oh yeah, coming soon to a podcast near you.
2: Yeah, we can't really plan it right now though because it's still closed. I guess we could plan for a hope. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> it probably have to be what like next summer sometime.
0: Probably. Or winter time. Something like that.
2: Whenever school's out for everybody.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll make it happen, Cap'n. Show. all right guys well that's been our uh, latest episode wait Hope you guys wait what
2: I do have one question one question this takes us back to the real world back to coronavirus land um, oh
0: I was enjoying our vacation I know
2: I know do you do you guys think so you guys are really, you guys both teachers and whatnot do you guys think will there will be regular classrooms? Of, like, 15 to 30 students before 2020 is over?
0: What do you think, Whitney?
1: For our school personally, I mean, we're getting ready to welcome in. So our school was a new build, and we had ninth through 11th grade. This coming school year, we would have our first senior class, so we would be at full capacity around 1,500 students. Mm -hmm. I don't think feasibly we'll be able to do that. Um, just because a lot of our classroom sizes right now, we have 27, 28 kids across the board and there's no way in these little classrooms to social distance or, so we may go to alternating days. We may do online some days. I mean, I really, I don't think so. I don't see it happening. What about you?
0: My school's a little different, um, with the smaller environment and less amount of children. Uh, that would just come down to, like, uh, my headmaster said, we're absolutely on track to meet in the fall. Um, that's the goal, unless, you know, the government says no uh, to all schools, which we don't necessarily have to follow that, anyways, because we're a private school. However, um, the goal is for us to be back. Now, whether or not, and we only go to school Monday through Thursday, anyways. But whether we do uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday is digital, I don't know. Um, I know for a fact that distance learning has not been uh, like overall, I'm not talking about my school. Overall, it's not been very effective. Yeah. Um, so they certainly don't want schools don't want to be at this distance learning. Uh piece of the road I guess. You would say where wherever we are, uh they they would like to be back in the classroom. And we'll just, you know, it's everyone everyone's kind of playing a waiting game right now uh with the whole you know, we'll see what happens. They they uh are lifting quarantine here in South Carolina or the you know, the stay at home order or whatever you want to call it. Um you can go and eat at restaurants now. As long as it's only twenty percent capacity, um, or eating outdoors, uh, we are still doing pickup, yeah. and take out and stuff, just because we're not, we're we're not being reckless. And I I'm not saying if you go to eat out, you're being reckless. I'm just saying we have two children at home. We want to make sure that we're taking all the precautions that we possibly can. Um, so, I don't know. Things are starting to return to quote-unquote normal Mm -hmm. it's it'll just we'll have to see if that is a if that's even in the books yeah so that's a good question though
2: yeah i don't know i don't i don't understand why we need to rush it in a way no like
0: I, i don't think we do
2: like you can spend the same amount of money picking up food from a restaurant than you would sitting down at the restaurant why mm-hmm. take that extra risk if it's not necessary? I don't know. It just it seems silly to me.
0: Yeah, but then you've got, you know, and I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you can pretend to imagine me with a tinfoil hat on if you'd like. <laughs> um, you know, there are people saying that healthy people with masks on for too long is a terrible thing. There are people saying that people not wearing masks is a terrible thing. There are people saying you need to stay at home, and the second you step outside, you need to be wearing a mask. There are people saying, no, 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 open your windows, because you know getting fresh air inside the house is what's good for you. And it's just nobody knows anything. Um, everyone is kind of still, I think, in the state of panic. If you look at the numbers, and I'm not trying to be cavalier or callous here, but the numbers are, uh, it is a 0.026% fatality rate Mm -hmm. for this virus uh it's lower than the flu um america actually has the highest survival rate in the world due to uh you know our advances in medicine and just availability of medicine things like that not trying to brag i'm just being realistic here um at some point i think they're going to push for the herd immunity kind of deal and just say you know what guys we we can't let the economy fail because we're all staying at home. But then that's just stupid to me because money's not important. People are, and I don't know.
2: Yeah, like why? Do, why do we have to be? Like it, I understand. I guess the under the decision that's made, but like why the people? Like the people are the ones to suffer. Like you, me, whoever. Is gonna get the get coronavirus, be sick mm. for X amount of time. If everybody gets sick, there's not enough ventilators. Somebody might die. People will die. So, right, like why why does somebody have to make a decision for us to put us back in harm's way? You know. And then we got people protesting at state capitals, demanding to open up.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. We live in a self-centered society you know it's me 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 and well i feel my freedoms are being trampled upon so i want to fight back and they can't step back and see the whole picture which is really sad yeah Yeah.
2: well i guess we'll see what happens
0: yeah for sure it's i i definitely think that we are nearing the light at the end of the tunnel if you will i i don't think we're going to be in lockdown for another six months um or even really two or three months uh i think like i said eventually they'll they'll just open things up again and uh unfortunately what happens happens um but
1: but what's going to happen is those same people who are demanding everything to be open they're going to be the ones to retaliate back against the government why did you open everything if you knew this was going to happen yeah. yeah it's it's a an, it's, it's an, you can't win no. you know whatever decision you make it's going to fall flat at some point on one side or the other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff.
2: Just the world we live in. It'd be a fun story to tell our kids one day.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And until then, we'll just have to keep on. Yep. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I liked it. It's 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 perfectly uh, corny. I
0: enjoyed it. It was. It was fitting.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: righty, guys. Well, <laughs> thank you all for listening to our latest episode of Keeping On. Uh, I want to say an extra special thank you to Whitney for joining us.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Thank you all. Thank yeah. you.
0: It, you're welcome whenever you'd like. We'll definitely have to get uh, everybody together at some point and, uh, you know, have some fun in the real world instead of behind computer screens for but uh, but yeah this is this is where we're at right now and uh, taking it day by day so hope you guys enjoyed it Kaiser thanks for thanks for being willing to work around our kiddo schedules oh yeah for sure
2: <laughs> what do I have to do you know mine no. and craft
0: yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right well I guess this is it, guys. Yeah.
1: (laughs) so hard to say goodbye. It is. I know,
0: right? It is. Sometimes it's hard to find the words.
2: You know, I'll go ahead. Just, you know, hope you guys enjoyed. If you didn't enjoy, come back next week. It'll be better, maybe. Probably not.
0: I don't know. Absolutely. We'll see you then. See ya. (laughs)